Hi, I'm Katie. And I'm Dr. Cubitt. We're going beyond the barn. Come join us on this journey as we bust equine and livestock nutrition myths and interview some of the most intriguing experts in the country. We'll go behind the scenes of how premium Western quality forage is grown and brought to your favorite farm and ranch retail store. We're so glad you're here. Welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Barn. Dr. Cubitt, it's good to have you in today. I am excited to be back. Today's topic is going to be on senior horse nutrition. And before we get into today's conversation, I just wanted to mention that any of the topics we cover on the Beyond the Barn podcast are more generalized and they're not specific to any individual horse or any specific situation. Be sure to always work with your veterinarian and nutritionist before making any drastic changes to your horse's feed program. Or you can also feel free to reach out to us and talk directly with Dr. Cubitt or Dr. Duran on specifics that you'd like to know. So Dr. Cubitt, first and foremost, we can't even have this conversation before we define what a senior horse or old age is in horses. And that is a fantastic place to start. And I think it's a place where a lot of us get confused. We kind of have this stereotypic idea that once the horse becomes 20, he's now considered old and he needs a senior feed or needs to be treated like a senior. And for me, what a senior horse is nutritionally is a horse that has poor dentition and can no longer chew long stem hay. That is a senior horse. And that horse then can't eat typical long stem hay and needs to get all their fiber requirements in from a pelleted or cubed form or be on a, a senior type feed that's going to give them a, a high fiber content. The old age, you know, we might have horses that are older in age, could be 15, could be 20, but that really depends on kind of their whether they're geriatric or not, maybe they can still chew, but they have arthritis in the neck. And so they're not able to reach the ground as much. So I really just kind of use the nutritionally senior categorization as poor dentition. What is the most common nutritional problem you see in senior horses? That is an interesting one. And I don't think it's a nutritional problem that is the fault of the horse. I would say the biggest problem I see in our senior horses is that people don't feed them enough fiber. So if we have that true definition of a senior horse, so he's got poor dentition and we're no longer able to give him long stem hay, we've drilled into people that, you know, you can only feed your horse a certain amount of feed in a single meal. So they end up limiting they look at the pelleted or cubed forage that they're feeding as part of the grain of the horse's diet and, and they don't feed enough. So I don't think it's really a nutritional problem. It's a management problem that stems from people in that they don't feed their senior horses enough fiber. That's really interesting. I think I have some more that I want to talk about going into that point a little bit later, but that's a that's a good one that I think is quite common too that we've seen and things that we have heard. Yeah, I think the the classic nutritional things are just, you know, older horses tend to lose right. weight, they lose muscle top line. So they they're probably the most common senior issues is losing weight and losing top line. Right. Okay. 
And then our senior horses, are they more prone to any nutritional diseases besides what you just talked about? I won't say nutritional diseases per se, just diseases in general, that older horses' immune function is starting to wane and decrease. So they are more likely to develop a cough, different diseases, sicknesses than an average aged horse. I read somewhere that older horses are more prone to Cushing's. Is there truth to that? So yes, older horses are, are more likely, or, or Cushing's, the correct term being PPID or pituitary pars intermedia dysfunction, which is a tumor on the brain. And the longer you live, whether you're a person or a dog or a horse, the more diseases that you may be able to develop. And we certainly have become much, much better at prolonging the lives of our horses. So these older horses do seem to develop more more issues. And it's not because old horses get these issues. It's because they've lived so long, they're going to get something. Yeah, but right. yes, PPID or Cushing's is definitely more typical in older horses, Okay, but not uncommon for young horses okay. as well. And then this is kind of like a part one and two question, but what forage type is recommended for senior horses that might happen to be overweight? See, this is a great one because a, a senior horse that's overweight fits into the category for me of he might be aged, but he's not nutritionally mm -hmm. senior. If he's fat, then I guarantee you doesn't have anything wrong with his right. teeth so he can eat anything that any other horse with good teeth can eat. So he should be eating a ration balancer and he should be eating, you know, a lesser nutritional value forage, something like the TEF, not as high in calories or protein or nutrients, low in sugars and starches. But that that is a prime example of where somebody can get really caught up in the fact that their horse is 23, so he needs to eat a senior feed, but he's also overweight because he's got great teeth and so he doesn't doesn't really he doesn't need the senior feed because he's not nutritionally senior. Right. And would you say uh based off of just your experience is it more common that horses senior horses because of like teeth loss or you know issues with their teeth or what have you that they tend to be more often underweight than overweight? Oh, you know that is also another good one. I think in our minds we think senior horses, 35, 40, underweight, that's the biggest problem. But I think they're the ones that I get asked about. They're the ones I see because somebody is struggling to try and fix right. that horse. But I, I, I do believe there are a lot of older horses that are just doing fine. And as a nutritionist, I never get asked about those questions because if it ain't broke, don't right. fix it. Those horses seem fine, so I don't get asked the question. So... As a nutritionist, I should probably answer more questions about how to put weight on a senior horse, but I don't think it necessarily means that most senior horses are underweight. Right. Well, and I think that just goes to show that because I, and the reason why I'm asking these questions is because I've seen communications with between horse owners that are consistently asking about like, you know, how do I know when my horse is a senior, you know, because like that telltale I sign kind of does tend to be 
when they're having poor dentition, therefore they're underweight, they're losing weight. And so that they're just making those connections, right? And if you have a horse that is maybe not necessarily, I guess, could be overweight or just doing just fine, they just, they think that they need to do something. They're like, you know, when do I, when yeah. my, what is my horse a senior? How do I know? Because they're not seeing those underweight yes. issues. And it's not, and it's not an age. It is for me, when you start to see that your horse, the food that you were feeding and the, the diet that you have fed day in, day out, year after year, and it's always been perfect is now no longer working. You might start to see your horse quid or drop balls of hay on the ground because they're no longer able to chew it. When your person comes to do dental work, oh, your horse is starting to lose some mm -hmm. teeth, got a bit of uneven wear or, or uh, lack of teeth. They're not able to chew properly. It could be 15. It could be 40. It could be 20. So there's not really an age, but they are some of the outward signs. Not maintaining weight on the food you've always fed and that telltale like dropping balls of hay when you're feeding them the long stem hay. They are signs that we might need to evaluate this horse and feed it differently. Right. And, you know, it's just like some of those people you see the, there might be an 80 year old out there running a marathon. Not many of them do it, but sometimes oh, yeah. they do. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> so mm -hmm. just this morning, I chatted with a lady who has a, an older horse that trail rides with her regularly and is is doing really well unfortunately had developed EPM and so that was why she was calling me talking about kind of supplements and and feeding for a horse that's going through the the therapies to fix EPM but I I just asked her how old is your horse thinking oh she might say it's like 15 six it was 29 years old oh wow yeah, and she it's still like doing the job that is asked of it and trail riding. Loves it, and I'm sure. Having fun. Yeah. So that's yeah. so awesome. Okay. So then what would you say is the forage type that you would recommend for underweight senior horses? Okay. So if I evaluate and say, okay, it's an underweight senior horse that has good teeth, it's gonna be what I would feed any underweight horse. And I will lean towards alfalfa because it's much higher in calories than our other forage choices if it is, and that would be long stem if it is an underweight horse with poor dentition so it's not able to chew properly then I'm going to go I'm still going to go with alfalfa as the variety but now I'm going to look for pelleted or cube type forages that I can wet make a mash out of and not put so much stress on their their mouth and the act their ability to chew okay excellent and you mentioned this just a couple minutes ago, but what is quitting and what horses do this? That's a good one. And, and this can happen. I mean, it doesn't have to always be a senior horse, but it's right. a horse that has uneven dental wear, poor teeth, lost teeth. And when they chew the hay, they're not. So that bottom jaw works in a circular motion and it grinds across the top teeth and the hay is stuck in there and they grind that hay up into particles and then they can swallow it, smaller particles and they can swallow it. Well, if the teeth aren't aligning properly, there's uneven wear or we're missing teeth and we're not able to grind that food, we end up with these kind of balled up knots of wet hay on the ground, usually right under where they've been eating. 
and we call those quids and that that's quitting when a horse does that when they're not able to chew so that's the first sign that oh we need to evaluate and if your horse is 10 and is quitting you need to get your dentist out and evaluate their teeth right yeah because i mean like you said it's not just senior horses although it's common with senior horses who probably have poor dentition but yeah absolutely okay what types of things can happen to a horse that doesn't properly chew their food? I mean, we have the quitting where they ball up and fall out, but what if they're not like efficiently consuming that hay? Well, if you think about the horse's diet, the majority of nutrients come from the forage portion of the diet. That's what they eat the most of. You know, they'll eat maybe a couple of ounces of supplements if you're feeding them and anywhere from one to eight or nine pounds of of grain concentrate if you feed that, but they're going to eat anywhere from 15 to 25, maybe even 30 pounds of hay. So if they can't chew the hay properly, they will lose weight. That will be a first sign. And you'll think, wow, why are they, why are they not losing? Why are they losing weight? I'm supplying them all of this hay. They're just not actually able to chew it. Okay. So this takes us back to what we were just talking about earlier on in the episode, but You know, we always talk about horses needing between one and a half to about two and a half percent of their body weight and forage per day. Mm -hmm. And of course, that doesn't change just because they are older and they can't chew hay well because of their teeth. So for senior horses who are starting to have some of those teeth issues, and then they get to that point where they either may not have many teeth left or there's nothing How would you recommend getting those horses to eat, still eat that required amount of forage to keep that digestive system working properly? So at this point, now we have to change the form of the forage because we now need to bypass the teeth, which were grinding it and mixing it with saliva so that they could swallow it down into the stomach. Now the the stomach acid is going to start to break it down. It's going to get in the small intestine where there are enzymes and make it finally to the hindgut where there are microbes. Now, the stomach has still this, the stomach acid, the small intestine still has the enzymes and the hindgut still has the bacteria, but we have to get it there and we are, we are now bypassing the teeth. So those horses, they still need that one and a half to two and a half percent of body weight, but we need to put it in a form that they can physically swallow it. So we're using pelleted or cubed forage, much shorter fiber length. We've already done the chewing for them. We can wet it, make a mash, and they can swallow it. And this kind of goes back to the very first, well, the second question that you Mm -hmm. asked me about the common problems in older horses. And I think it is that the management that people freak out when you put a pellet in front of the horse and you say, you have to now feed 15 to 25 pounds of this pelleted senior feed or or a combination of senior feed and your pelleted forages, you've got to make that up to 15 to 25 pounds. That's a lot of food yeah, and can become overwhelming because we have drilled into them that, you know, meals should be small right? and meals should still be small in the senior horse, but we really need to manage them and be feeding much more frequently those small meals. So we're trying to maximize the efficiency of the digestive system by going back to what is the horse designed to do? Graze, eat small amounts of food continually. And this is an instance, I know we've talked about this a little bit on some other episodes, not that you would recommend it for you know the majority of horses, but in this instance, it is more important that they actually get fiber in their diet. And if that means a full 100% pelleted forage, 
to to meet that requirement, that's okay for a senior horse, right? Absolutely. Yes. Perfect. Yes. And then should horses with poor dentition, and in this instance, it doesn't necessarily mean that they have no teeth, but maybe they do have poor teeth. Maybe they have some issues with quitting and things like that. But should they still be turned out to graze? And then at what point would grazing be a concern with poor teeth? You know, I'm going to say yes. I think for mental Mm -hmm. health, they should still be turned out to graze. There's so much else that they benefit from, from being outside and walking around and getting exercise and being in the sun. And maybe they're in a herd and they have that herd dynamic. The time when I start to be concerned is if your horse has issues with choke as well. Right. And I'm more concerned about that with hay. You know, pasture is 80% moisture and 20% dry matter. So it's always pretty wet and they don't can't gobble down as much actual dry content in those mouthfuls. With hay, I still recommend that people throw out a half a flake, a flake of hay, a small amount of hay. Again, it's just mental health. But if your horse is has issues with choke, then you would want to minimize that. But okay. I certainly advocate turnout. Turnout is the best supplement that you can buy. Right, right. Keeps a lot of horses happy. Yeah. So a lot of horses generally have the option to graze for many hours of the day, or they have the option to eat long stem forage from a hay net. How can we extend meal time for senior horses with poor dentition who might need that all pelleted diet that we talked about, soap diet, so that they always have fiber moving through their digestive system, or at least most of the time? Or do those horses just tend to eat their meals slower anyway? I think once you get to your old and you don't have great teeth, most of those horses don't inhale their food very quickly. And they tend to eat pretty slowly anyway, just take their time. So with a lot of these horses, if the climate is right, you know, we're not in the middle of summer where everything's going to get rancid, some people can just kind of ad-lib feed these horses. They just have it out almost like creep feed with Mm -hmm. foals and it's just out and they're just grazing on it all the time. But other than that, we're we're really, if you're not going to do that, maybe you've got other horses in the field. It means that you do want to bring that senior horse in more frequently. Mm -hmm. He was always doing well on two meals a day and now he's losing weight. What's happening? He might need to go to three or four meals a day that are much smaller in quantity. What recommendations do you have for horse owners of senior horses that do not like to eat their feed wet? Do you have any tips or tricks that you've heard of or experienced that might be able to help these horse owners get them to eat the that wetted down feed? Yeah, I mean, I think when you get you, when you really get right down to it, your horse may not have in the past liked their food wet, but If they have such poor teeth that there's just no other way that they're going to be able to get it down, they will eat it wet. Maybe you you don't make a complete slurry out of it, but you just wet it so that it's more of a mash versus a slurry. Maybe you can put a little salt on it so that it encourages them to want water and want more moisture. I think sometimes, and I don't want any of our listeners to take offense to this, but sometimes we project onto our horses things that we don't like. Right. Now, we certainly do this a lot with smells and we might smell something and it doesn't smell great to us. Oh, my horse isn't going to eat that. My horse doesn't like that. Right. Well, horses 
eat most things, but I usually, it's the barrier I have to get past is the owner or the person feeding the horse. And I know that some people just really have an aversion to wetting things. It's messy, it sticks in the buckets. Yeah. I live in Minnesota and in the wintertime, everything's frozen. I live in Florida or Texas in the summertime and everything gets stinky and there's too many flies. So we, when we have a 30, 40 year old horse in the barn, then you kind of have to do whatever you can. Right. And I think it gets to that point, right? And they, they can be a little bit high maintenance, but especially when you had them for a while. They certainly and, can. You know, yeah. maybe they're your heart horse or, you know, what have you. It's like one of those things where I guess it, you, if you think about it, it's like caring for like elderly parents or elderly yeah, people. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. it's just kind of part of the, part of the game at that point. So what do senior horse protein and energy requirements look like? Maybe if we were to compare it to like a middle-aged or younger maintenance horse. Yeah. I mean, I think that the, the senior horse is slightly elevated above maintenance. This is the senior horse that's not doing a lot of exercise, right? He's just, he's pretty much at mm -hmm. maintenance. He's just retired and living out his life. He has slightly, slightly elevated protein and energy requirements, but it also compared to a horse at maintenance, but it comes down to at that point, every horse is different. So I don't want the listeners to say, oh, well, my horse has slightly elevated protein and energy requirements. Right. So I'm, I've got to feed him a bit more, but your horse is 25 and it's already fat. Every horse is different, remember? So right. really when it comes to energy, especially, look at your horse. Is he fat? Is he thin? Is he good in, in between? That That is a direct measure of his energy or caloric requirements based on the energy or exercise that he is expending. So if you have a 25-year-old horse that is in perfect condition, then he doesn't need any extra energy because he's in great body condition. But if he's losing weight through the wintertime because it's cold and he's having to try and stay warm and use extra calories, then we need to bump up his energy requirements. Older horses, as I've mentioned, the hindgut is a little less effective. So we need to make sure that we're feeding really digestible fiber sources. So we, if we think most of the protein in the diet is coming from the hay and they may not be able to break it down as well, then maybe looking for hay that has slightly more protein in it. We also know a natural function of aging is muscle wasting. And so a lot of my clients want to help. How do I get my top line back on my horse? Mm -hmm. Well, if you're not exercising it anymore, then it's a natural function of aging that you start to lose some muscle and the first muscle that we see visibly deteriorating is those top line muscles. And I'm glad you mentioned that because that's actually a question that I had because I've heard a number of horse owners that are concerned about their senior horse's top line, particularly coming out of winter. Yeah. Is there anything that they can do nutritionally to help their horse get back? Or is that one of those things that at some point it's just inevitable and you just have to let the, the horse, you know, live its best life as it can? Yeah. I mean, and you've got to evaluate the horse. Are we just losing a little bit of top line or are we losing overall body condition and they don't have fat stores over their whole body? Because at that point we need to, you know, feed them a lot more calories or is their shape just shifting? Everything starts to sink down a little bit. The connective tissue is a little looser and those, those muscles start to deteriorate over the top line, as I mentioned, because they are 
not exercising anymore and be careful of trying to replace the muscles in a top line with fat because a fat senior horse is dangerous just like a young fat horse so okay and then from a nutrient perspective as a horse reaches senior status are there certain nutrients that a horse struggles to utilize in their body as compared to maybe when they were younger and now they might need a little bit of extra help with? You know, and I think it's not specific nutrients per se, just that their ability to digest fiber in the hindgut slowly deteriorates as they get older. Maybe they're not breaking it down as well in the teeth. And so it's getting through the digestive system a little less broken down, getting to the hindgut a little less broken down. Or, you know, we just know that the research has shown us that older horses, just when you look at the fiber fractions, the hemicellulose, the cellulose, the dry matter, they just naturally as they age, decrease their ability to digest those fiber fractions. Now, that same research was looking at adding probiotics and prebiotics to the diet, and they were actually able to, by adding kind of a gut health support, improve the fiber digestion in the hindgut. But back to the original question where we're talking about are there nutrients that a horse struggles to utilize? A lot, most of the nutrients your horse gets, get they get them out of the hay you're feeding them. So if they're not able to digest the fibrous fraction of that hay, they're not able to unlock those nutrients. So things like phosphorus, they're just not going to be absorbing those as much because they're not able to digest the, the, the hay that it's coming from. So... And are there certain types of supplements that might be useful for an aging senior horse? And is that dependent on anything? I would say 100% a good gut health supplement that's got prebiotics, probiotics. Talk with your veterinarian. Talk with your nutritionist about what's most appropriate for your horse. We also know that there's a there's a thing that we call inflammaging. So as you age, in inflammation, it's just... It's a function of aging. It's oxidization. If you look at an apple aging on the counter, it starts to rot after time, mm -hmm. and that's oxidization, and that's occurring in the body, and it's causing inflammation. And so older horses just naturally have more inflammation. So anything that's going to decrease that, your omega-3 fatty acids, that those types of things are going to help decrease inflammation. So gut health and inflammation seem to be two of the probably the bigger things for those aging senior horses. And I could make a cut case for gut health and inflammation in every stage of life. Okay. But those other stages of life, it's somewhat man-made. You know, we're putting all these extra stresses right. on horses and we're causing this chronic system-wide inflammation. But in the older horse, that's a natural function of okay. aging. It's just a breakdown of tissue because you're slowly, you know, right. getting older. And I saw a question from a horse owner that was wondering... And this is, this is what they were comparing. They were wondering about what is better, mm -hmm. a senior feed or a ration balancer. Yeah, and, and this is the probably the crossroads that a lot of people get to. They hit 20 and they're, oh, should my horse still be on the ration balancer? He's done so perfectly on it, but he's 20 now. I think he needs a senior feed. And you have to ask yourself, does your horse still have good teeth? Is he still able to eat what he was eating, eat the hay, and maintain his body weight? If the answer is yes, then he stays on the ration balancer. If the answer is no, I am no longer, he is quitting his food and he's not maintaining his body weight anymore, then maybe we need to evaluate the senior feed. 
The problem that most people run into with senior feeds is they are the one of the most incorrectly used commercial feeds on the market today because they are designed for the senior horse that has poor dentition. And remember, he's still eating 15 to 25 pounds a day, and it is a true complete feed, which means you don't have to feed additional sources of hay or pasture with that feed because all of that fiber is built into that feed. So you look at the feeding rate, it's upwards of 8 to 15 pounds a day because we have to get all the, that fiber in there but also, that means that as a nutritionist, I have diluted out all the vitamins and minerals so that I can feed much larger quantities. When you feed your horse one to three pounds of senior feed, you are completely shortchanging them on vitamins and minerals. Okay. And now getting into, I, I want to talk a little bit more about senior feeds because this becomes such a, a huge discussion when you have horses like this. But, you know, of course, when you walk into a feed store, there are always so many options and it can be overwhelming trying to find what might be a good choice of concentrate or whatever you're looking at a feed for horses in general, let alone, like you said, the senior horses and looking at all the senior feed options. When it comes time to actually look at a senior feed, what are important things that horse owners can look at? to know, okay, maybe I need to lean more towards this one or maybe more towards this one. What are those kind of key things that some good senior feeds need? They need to be low carb. The other thing we know about older horses as a natural function of aging, they decrease their ability to deal with sugars and starches. So we want to make sure that senior feeds are low in sugars and starches. Back in the day when we first made senior feeds, they were high in molasses and sugary sweet things because we also know that old horses don't like to eat a lot. So we have to make the food really palatable. But as time goes on, we have learned more and we know that they probably weren't the best for these older horses and they really should be on a lower carbohydrate feed. Okay. Are there any other indicators or things to look at besides the, the sugars and starches in the feed? I think it's also really important to note that senior feeds aren't always the highest in calories. So when you don't feed it correctly, you think, oh, I'm going to feed a senior feed. Oh, I've got a thin horse. Let's say we have this, a thin older horse, but he's got great teeth. And we think, oh, I should feed him a senior feed. Well, it's not necessarily going to, to have the, the highest calories or highest fat content because remember... I've designed it so that I can feed up to 15 pounds a day of it. Mm -hmm. So just by the sheer volume, the horse might gain weight. But again, if you're only feeding three to six pounds of it, it's not going to help as much with weight gain for your horse. So if your horse can still chew hay, then you're best off going with an alfalfa-based forage program and a high-fat, high-fiber feed that's got more calories in it. Okay. For a senior horse that is still fairly active, maybe they're still competing, kind of like the one that we were just talking about a little bit earlier. Is there something more that we should be looking for than just, a, I guess, a basic senior feed? The horse you've described, if he's fairly active and still competing, I would put money on it that his teeth are fine and he doesn't need a senior feed. Okay. He can eat whatever he wants, okay. whatever he was eating before. Excellent. And then we're kind of getting into a little bit of scenarios here, but for a senior horse that is currently on, you know, maybe an ideal senior feed, maybe they also are, you know, being fed alfalfa, but they're still struggling to maintain weight. What would be your feed recommendations? 
so we get to a point where we'll max out on the quantity, the volume of feed that we can feed a horse, any horse. We do it a lot with, with race horses as well. So now, now we've got to increase the caloric density of the feed. And the easiest way to do this in a senior horse, knowing that we want to keep sugars and starches down, is to add a fat supplement. And by that, vegetable oil. It is pure calories. Every single oil has the exact same amount of calories. We steer clear of corn oil because it's high in omega-6 fatty acids, which are pro-inflammatory, and we're trying to kind of decrease the inflammatory properties of the feed. So we want to lean more on your canola, flax oil, but be careful trying to feed too much flaxseed oil because it can become unpalatable. So we're going to lean on those fat supplements, though, too to gain extra weight if we're already feeding plenty of forages and fibers, good quality fibers and, and senior feed, then we're going to lean on a fat supplement. And I had seen somewhere, um, somebody was asking about what type of feed program or how would you feed a senior horse that has a history of severe founder? I would, I would just feed this horse like any other horse that has a history of severe founder, 100% low carb, I'm going to feed a lot of extra vitamin E. I'm going to make sure that I'm doing small meals frequently, but I'm I'm going to feed this horse just like I would anyone any other horse that's had founder in its in its history and that's with low carbohydrates. Do we need to feed senior miniature horses or senior draft horses differently or is it just as with all your other evaluation it really just depends on first if they're underweight or overweight? Underweight, overweight. And that's why when we talk about the amount of fiber that a horse needs, you won't hear me talk about pounds or kilograms if you're in a mm -hmm. metric system. Right. We talk about percentages of body weight. I don't care if your horse is a mini or a shire, he still needs to eat one and a half, between one and a half to two and a half percent of his body weight. Just depends on what his body weight is. That actually just brings up another question, just in general. So if somebody has a horse, and they, you know, we're talking about how much percent of body weight of forage they should have per day. Mm -hmm. What if they have an overweight horse or an underweight horse? How do they figure that out? At that point, then now it gets tricky. And, yeah. you know, anybody who's heard me speak before knows I always say I want to flip-flop the terms. Easy keeper, that's a thin horse. You just keep feeding it. That's really easy. A fat horse, that's a hard horse to feed. As an owner or a manager of that horse, that is a hard, hard thing to do because you still need to mimic grazing behavior. Your, your horse still has a fiber requirement. We don't want to go below 1.2% of body weight in these overweight horses because then we'll really compromise gastrointestinal health. Yeah, We need to find a forage that's lower in calories, lower in nutritional value so that I can still feed that 1.2 to 1.5% of their body weight. So the TEF hay becomes a real game changer and um, can really help us there. And what are some feed management tips for feeding a senior horse when they're kept with other younger horses that don't have all those high maintenance needs that a senior horse does? Yeah, I mean, I it, it is hard. Ideally, if the world was perfect, I would separate horses based on their needs. So let's say you have a broad group of ages, but we have a group of horses that are harder keepers. So they're easier. We need to feed them more. I would group them all together. Then your easier keepers that are overweight, group all them together. And then also be careful of if they're in a field, a paddock together, 
that we don't have a really dominant horse that's picking on the rest and usually they're more easy keepers anyway but that's what I that's if the world is perfect that that is what I would do other than that I mean a lot of times you've got to take the senior horse out of the herd feed them separately and then put them back right well and sometimes that's what can get some senior horses into trouble when they get to that age and they're just they just don't have that fight in them that they used to before. And you have one of those dominant horses that comes in and just kind of takes, takes over. Then they can't even eat if they want to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Dr. Cupid, we talked about a lot of great points about, you know, feeding the senior horse, some different scenarios. And I think we covered a lot of good points here today. Before we end this episode, can you maybe touch on maybe your top two or three takeaways that you would like to leave our listeners with today? Okay. I think the first one is don't be quick to throw your horse into the senior category based on his age. Make sure that you're making that switch or or making that determination based on his teeth. Is he maintaining his body weight? based on what he's eating now. So that that that's kind of the first one. If you do jump into that category and we know our horse can't eat long stem hay and we're going to more of the pelleted cubed forage, make sure you continue to feed them between one and a half and two and a half percent of their body weight. And then finally, you are going to max out at some point what your horse is able to consume volume wise. And if you get to that point and your horse still needs weight, then you're going to have to add in a more caloric dense ingredient like oil. So they would they would be my top take homes. Excellent. Well Dr. Hubert, thank you. And for our listeners, we just want to remind you that we have reached our one year anniversary of our Beyond the Barn podcast. And we do have a survey that we've put out to help us understand your needs better. What do you want to hear about? What topics do you want to know? You know, do you enjoy certain aspects of the podcast or are there certain areas that you'd like to see improved? This is the time for you to have your voice heard. And we have a giveaway going where you can, you'll have a chance to win 10 free Stanley product coupons. And if you complete that survey for us, so that is ending February 28th of 2022. So if you haven't done that survey yet, please just go over to our show notes and the link is there for you to complete that survey. I can't believe we've made it to a year. I feel like we've just, we just started these and we were very apprehensive and nervous about are people going to like it? (laughs) And we've made a year. I know. It's hard to believe it. I'm still always nervous about whether our listeners find them valuable, but but that's what the survey's for. And honestly, it's been so much more successful than we thought that it would be. And so to keep this going, we just need some insight from all of our listeners and we would appreciate that so much. And thank you to everybody who does enjoy coming back bi-weekly with us to uh, check in and hear about the next topic we have to discuss. So Dr. Cubit, thank you so much for being on today and we will catch you next time. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Beyond the Barn podcast by Stanley Forage. We'd love for you to share our podcast with your favorite people and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite listening platform. Until next time, keep your cinch tight and don't forget to turn off the water.